All right, welcome to this week's episode of the Renning 3 podcast. It's hey, Wednesday. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. It's trade season. 24 it's hours to go. Oh, what's up, everybody? It's all popping. <laughs> Man, I'm going to tell you, we are a cast of mixed emotions tonight because I am Mr. Happy and Jesse is Mr. Sad. What do you mean? Seven wins in a row for my Raptors. Ooh. How many wins in a row for the Lakers? I lost count. Did there you watch you the go. game last night? Start to finish, yeah. Yeah, <sighs> what a brave man in the bath. With you a, saw more with of it than Russell Westbrook then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll uh, set we'll set that one aside <laughs> and jump in on some trades, boys. It's, let's not rub it in too hard. This trade deadline, though, some things have already happened, right? Yeah, started popping with Karis Levert. What do you think of that trade? I like that trade, man. I like, I like that it. trade for Cleveland. Yeah, I like Cleveland uh, going in. They're poised. Yeah, they, he's also like he's an Ohio boy, isn't he? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, but, he went to uh, Michigan, played in the Big Ten. He comes from Ohio, so he was apparently stoked to be going back to the Northeast. I feel a little bad for Ricky. You know, gets injured. It seems to be a trend that's happening these days. Guys get injured and they get moved around. We'll talk about another it guy later. Seems like a real. This is. I can't remember uh, a trade deadline with more injured guys getting used. Well, as pieces. It used to be. It was like, ah, oh, shit, he's injured. We yeah, can't we, can't we can't trade, trade, him. Can't trade him now. <laughs> now they're like, oh, he's injured. Let's trade him. Well, let's trade him. Well, especially if you have an expiring contract. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of the injuries have been expiring contracts. But so let's just run down the details of this trade. So the Cavs got Karis LeVert on a 22 second round pick from Miami. And the Pacers got the, uh, the corpse of Ricky Rubio. A first round pick lottery protected. Second round pick from Houston, which should be a really good pick. That'll be like the 31st pick. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then a set 2027 second round pick via Utah. So Pacers tearing it down, loading up on draft capital and clearing out some salary space. Yeah, I mean, and they weren't they weren't done there, obviously. Certainly not done. I mean, but I think that the the Karis, the Karis Levert move is great. Like the Cavaliers need more wings. They need more shot creation. They need more scoring. I mean, Karis Levert has a reputation of getting a little locked in on the bucket and forgetting that there are four other guys wearing the same uniform. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he's a bucket getter, and they needed a bucket getter. And look at this projected starting lineup. Darius Garland at point. Kevin Love, Evan Mobley, obviously big men. Jared Allen. They got Laurie Markkinen, and now they insert Karis Levert with, what, 23 points. Yeah, I mean, that top eight is great. It's a good spread. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good eight. spread. They're all they, young. It's ex, it's an exciting. I think team. they still need one more guard. They still need one more wing. I mean, they're playing. They got sort of four seven footers. I mean, if you count like, you know, Love as a six nine seven footer. Sure. You know, so I think a little more balance on the wings because they're going to f- play against teams that are pretty wing heavy. But a great deal for the Cavaliers, and I love that they're going in on them. They're of course, like, they're going in. I mean, they're, like, they're way ahead of schedule. They yeah. were sitting in fourth. What, did we, what did we have them? We had them in the playoffs. Did we have them in the playoffs? I no. think we had them in there. Yeah, not even in. No, the not in there. No, no. Currently, <laughs> as we look at it, they're sitting in fourth at thirty-four and twenty-one, and they're like, tied what? with the Bulls for yeah, third. Sorry, a game out or something say. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so crazy. Way ahead of schedule. I mean, we'll see what happens next season. It does does Cleveland look like a lucrative place to go? It's going to be a great place to go. Yeah. All yeah, right. it'd be good to see these guys in the playoffs to get some experience. You never know what can happen, especially in the East. It's wide open. Yeah, and they they got some veterans on that team, but it's important to get guys like Darius Garland some reps, and now obviously bringing yeah. Karis Levert, who's got, probably got limited to little playoff experience, but he's an elevation guy. He's going to bring him up to speed. Yeah. Well, his career was in jeopardy not long ago. Didn't he have surgery? Yeah. I mean, in terms Heart. of serious injuries, yeah. that guy's had – he's also had cancer. Yeah. That's right, yeah. You know, yeah. So. so good to see him on a team that has a chance to, you know – Go the distance. Yeah, and a team he's happy to be on. Next up, the Clippers. Norman Powell and Robert Covington. They're saying goodbye to Portland. 
They hardly knew him, did they? I was going to say, putting him in the rear view. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty sad. Norm Powell was like, and I just bought a house. Did he actually? (laughs) He did. Yeah, he just bought a house. Two days before or something (laughs) like that. He probably got one on the cheap because I know the real estate down there is a bit of a mess these days. Yeah. And then from the Clippers, they got back Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, the high jump in Keon Johnson, and a 2025 second round pick. I highly advise these guys not to purchase real estate in Portland. Yeah, I think. I don't the, think any of those guys are going to be there for very I got long. a solid feeling this is going to be uh, a, a very fluctuating situation. Lots of flux in the next couple of seasons. Yeah, a revolving door. Yeah, so as, as we see. So, I mean. The Clippers did well out of this. I like this deal for I, the Clippers. I love this deal for the Clippers. I mean, yeah. even. Right now, with going into the playoffs, it yeah. gives them a little bit more. They're probably going to be in the play-ins or maybe the sixth seed, even if Kawhi doesn't come back and Paul sure. George coming back. And then next year, you look, you're like, but I, now then, now they're not going to get laughed out of the playoffs. I mean, you got Robert Covington, who's been around the league, yep. successful wing player, and Norm Powell, who's yep. a lockdown defender, like that gives them something to gives them a fighting chance. I'm not saying they're getting out of the first necessarily. I'm thinking Norman Powell even might even have more trade value than C.J. McCollum. He's got much better contract, slightly younger guy, yep, more efficient. I mean, he the other the one thing about it is he's not ball dominant, and guys like I mean, he knows how to play. I mean, complimentary smart player, player also smart pickup because he know, he's already played with Kawhi. He knows how to like get his shots without having the ball. Whereas, <laughs> you know, whereas CJ needs the ball, right? But I mean, I imagine this team next year if they if they re-sign Covington, and I know they've got his bird rights, so they can re-sign him, and money is no object. If you imagine a lineup. With, uh, with Jackson Covington, Kawhi, Paul George, some lunk at the five. Yep. And, and then and then you got Norm Powell coming off the bench. I mean, that is a hell of a rotation. I'm waiting for you to say it. What's that? Because I know you want to say it. What? It's the Los Angeles Raptors. It is. looks like the Los Angeles <laughs> I mean, see, my pre- what I would like. What, That's what, why you got that smile on your face. What I would like to see is I'd like to see them start the crazy lineup. No center and play Covington, Kawhi, Paul George, and Powell, and Jackson. And go oh, wow. crazy. Yeah. Well, that would be a, that'd maybe, be a hell of a lineup. Maybe next year because two, two of those guys we're not seeing this yeah. season. So. Yeah, until yeah. one of them gets injured because there's a history of injuries in those guys. But And let's talk about what the Blazers got. The Blazers got... A bag of junk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a bag of crap. I mean, Keon Johnson has like a 45-inch vertical and no other part of his game. So maybe he's still a rookie. Maybe there's something it turns out. Justice Winslow has been... He's had many chances. Hey? We've wished for Justice, he has Win- been Justice the, the He's been like the oasis on the horizon for a, for a thirsty man in the desert. And everyone thinks you're getting closer to this ideal version of this powerful wing. But he's injured again. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it, it, the best part about him is his name. It's a pretty cool sounding name. Pretty strong Justice name. Winslow. Pretty strong name. But just doesn't back it up with his game. And then Eric Bledsoe. All defense at one point. Journeyman. Still can't hit three-point shot, shots consistently. Not consistently, no. Yeah, no. He's, I mean, he's he's a defined as a point guard, but he... he he's just, a reliable trade asset. Yeah, <laughs> his contract... <laughs> greatest always, strength. You can always use his contract to match the dollars. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and then a 2025 second round pick. I mean, God knows what what this situation is going to be well, like. Well, from in Detroit, tw- from Detroit. So I mean, they might they might be good fast. by 2025. Yeah, we'll see. We'll who knows? see. That might be the best piece in the, in that trade though for them. Unfortunately, yeah, who knows? But so now now uh, Portland but, wasn't done there though, were they? They're just getting warmed up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think that there's going to be more action over the next 24 hours from. But Paul, tell me about what happened next. What happened next was. 
Uh, we knew that like they were going to blow. Once we saw this happening, the ball was rolling. We're like, okay, now a big piece is going. So now sure. it was like CJ went. So we're all like, okay, CJ McCollum goes. So to New Orleans gets. So the crazily enough, New Orleans is acting like a play-in spot is a playoff spot. They're so desperate to get in. So they traded a bunch. So they they got uh, CJ. Uh, they got uh, Larry Nance Jr., Jr. Who yeah. now you were well, high you. on. Who well, I told you. Never, what did I say? Didn't work out. Didn't work out. The guy's a bum. <laughs> and we got Tony Snell, the man who's who probably had the greatest stat line of the NBA zero, season. Zero, 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 zero. All, he managed to have a full set of zeros in 28 minutes on the floor. Not <laughs> a first rebound, time ever. Not a foul, not a turnover, not nothing. a point, nothing That's in 28 efficient. minutes. It's a fit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is it magnificently inefficient. That's he just efficient. ghosted him out there. Wow. So, so there you go. So three rotation players for Portland, and they go to New Orleans for Josh Hart. Like him, I like Josh Hart. Good player, good rebounding player. guard, good, good rebounding guard, yeah. decent contract. Thomas Sadoransky, expiring contract. Yep. Hate that guy because he was uh, he was key. Whoa. To, no, I'm gonna say he Hates was a strong word. He man. was I hate him because he was because <laughs> <laughs> he was he was one of the guys that knocked Canada out of the uh, Olympic qualifying. Oh, okay, yeah. right when they were in Victoria, he was key to that stupid Czech team that beat us. So that guy's a punk, and I hate him. All right, not punk. I just hate it. <laughs> and then uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker, one of the guys who got knocked out. So must have been crazy times in that locker room go. going over that tournament. Uh, D. Luzada, rookie, hasn't so much this year. Never heard of him. <laughs> I just had to look him up. I'm not gonna. Lie. <laughs> and then they got they got a bunch of draft picks. So they got a protected yep. uh, 22, 2022 uh, first round pick. Yep. Uh, and then two second round picks. So again, more draft capital for Portland. They're they're going full. Uh, they're going full OKC here. Well, Loading that, up on draft. That picks. protected pick is going to be the linchpin in this in this trade. It's, that it's, will, it's that could be protected a really good between pick. five to fourteen. So even if they keep it or not, or if they shop it to bring in bigger talent next season, that's going to be a big piece for them. So that's yeah. that, I feel like that's what they were after in this trade. Particularly people looking at New Orleans, like that's going to be a good pick. Yeah, you know, so that's that has a lot of value. So so you can see kind of what Portland's done. They've now cleared a bunch of salary cap room. They've cleared a bunch of space. They've cleared the decks for next year, and you start going, okay. So the room that here's the rumor, rumor I heard of this. The rumor I heard at this point was that uh, they were uh, they were going to try and wait for the off season and talk to Philadelphia and trade Ben Simmons into this massive forty million dollars <laughs> worth of cap space that they created, right. and then Philadelphia would have the cap space to just sign James Harden straight up and not have to do a sign and trade. Okay. Wow, there you go. The plot thickens. So the plot thickens. So this was like a one of those deep inside rumors I got from you know. Are you deep the, in the streets, Paul's, especially Paul's in, on the insider trading, I man? What I know. And Portland <laughs> must have heard what he thought about Thomas Sadoransky because <laughs> what happened to him after that? He got traded. He got moved. <laughs> he got moved again. So we will skip another very intriguing deal. We'll finish off this this Portland. crazy Portland story <laughs> and then back up a bit. So then. After that, I mean, I'm just going to keep rolling, guys. Please do. Do you want to just keep rolling? Yeah, well, you got, you got Portland sorted, right? Okay, so uh, let's do Portland sorted. So but the Portland Trailblazers received today. Actually, let's back up and say what the Portland Trailblazers traded out. They traded out Thomas Sadoransky, and they traded out the recently acquired Nikhail Alexander-Walker, who was maybe a key part of this, the original deal, as a young guy, high potential. Uh and they got their man. They got their man. <laughs> <laughs> they, from uh, Utah, they got... The corpse of Joe Ingles. The hey, yeah, he's still got. He's yeah, he's not dead. He's still yet. got one leg. He's, 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 he's promised he's coming back. Come on, Jingles, he got it, mate. They got Elijah Hughes. They got another second round pick, and there was a third team in here to to facilitate this whole deal, and that was uh, San Antonio. Uh, took Thomas Sadoransky and another second round pick. So Utah gave up two players, two second round picks, and they 
Utah won this trade like crazy. Yeah. Man, this trade helps them out. They're short on bodies. They're short on depth. wing players. Yeah. Depth. So they got Nikhail Alexander-Walker, who's basically, uh, you know, he's a young guy who's going to come off the bench and, and jack up shots. And then they got Juancho Hernan Gomez, who can hit threes. I mean, he's a standstill guy. He's got a little bit of length. I was getting confused with the brother, man. It, I didn't know there was two of them for the longest time. There are. There's like, this, this, this guy plays for Willie, everybody. Willie, <laughs> Willie. <laughs> Willie and Wancho. Yeah. Willie and Wancho. Yeah. So at this point... Like, I was with Portland all the way through for the first two deals. I could see how they're doing. And this one, I was like, what the hell's going on? What now? Like, they literally gave up the best piece out of that whole deal, which is Nikhil Alexander-Walker, mm-hmm. high potential young guy, cheap contract, control costs for nothing? A second-round pick? They, yeah. tra- they traded a first-round pick with high potential for two guys who won't play in a second-round pick. Well, Joel Engels will come off the books for them, right? They're not paying anything. Yeah, again, for that. it's so it's, I mean, it's cap how space. much cap space do they need? There are, there are no, who, who there's, are they, who there's are they no one out there. Don't they know big threes don't work? <laughs> and don't they, don't they <laughs> know <laughs> for a big four? <laughs> I mean, who? We'll come back to this when maybe next week when they're all done, and we'll look at next year and see who's going to be a free agent. But there, there's no one out there. It's a really thin year for free agents. I was going to say it's worth mentioning. We didn't do it off the top that we're 24 hours away from the draft or from the from the trade deadline at this point we're a little late this week so we just want to fill you on and we're here on draft night i keep saying draft night yeah on, what's on, going on, on trade night. i'm looking ahead <laughs> looking at the future i got my crystal ball out we're here on the eve of trade deadline so portland will have two more trades tomorrow I, I'm, thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking they will do we have any predictions for what portland will trade next what's left nurk I mean, I, yeah nurk. yeah we want to talk about nurk well, I mean, we'll get into the rumors after. Let's finish yeah, off the trades off that the trade. have happened. So I'm, I'm exhausted. You guys can do the last one. All right, Jesse, the big one of the day, okay? Indiana Pacers yeah. acquire Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton, and Tristan Thompson. Canadian content. Or as Paul would say, the corpse <laughs> of Tristan <laughs> right. Thompson. Right. And the Kings get back Demonis Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holiday, who I want to mention is anti-vax. And obviously, the state of California has that in place. He can't play at home. What is going on with the Holiday family? Because Giroux is also not vaxxed. Personal Are choice, they man. Jehovah's personal Witnesses. Choice. Yeah, in fact, Seventh Day Adventist or something. Personal choice. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm scratching my head here because you had Fox, you had Aaron Fox that you could have traded, and you go ahead and mortgage your future with Tyrese Halliburton. And you told me on the way in, nobody wanted Fox. You know, I think people took advantage of the fact that the Kangs are a dumpster fire. Yeah. You know, and so the Kangs need the Kings are again a team that's treating the, Kings, a, the Queens. The Kangs. Shaq, the Queens. They're 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 treating a play in <laughs> like a playoff. So they're desperate to get in there. So they made this deal. They also felt like given thir- what it 14 years of no playoffs, they needed to show their fans something. So Sabonis was clearly one of the better players that was being dangled. Sure. A two-time All-Star. Yeah. Still 25 years old. Control on his contract. There's a lot of good things about getting Sabonis. But but Tyrese Halliburton, people it, think he's going to be a consistent All-Star on the edge of being an All-NBA player within the, a few years. The, he was the player in the Kings with the most potential. Right. And uh, well, goodness knows why they traded him away. I was actually hoping Sabonis would go to Portland. Of course. Of course. That would have been kind of cool, but I think Portland's not going to. If no. you're excited about this trade, you must be a Sacramento Kings fan. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, Because this is, I don't know, man. You're, no you're, knock on Demo- uh, Sabonis, but it's obviously not the right situation for a guy of his talent. Um, 
Yeah, I'm scratching my head. I mean, I will say that I think Fox and Sabonis could be a really good pick and roll combo. Mm. Having said that, when was the last time Fox played? Halliburton was, is right now one of the top five players in the league points per pick and roll. He's yeah. one point two. His usage rate is third in the league over the last month. He's right. eighteen and nine, super efficient. He's, he's like a better shooter. Three to yep. one assists Much to uh, to turnovers. Like he's he's the he's. He like to, Sabonis right now is the best player in this deal. Two years from now, no, very Halliburton. confident Halliburton will be the best player in this deal. Do you think the Kings were showcasing him over the last month? Well, they didn't have an, they didn't have another option. Yeah. No, they're hey man, they're they're going for that tenth spot like crazy. So they had to play him forty minutes a game. Whatever. And we didn't even talk about Buddy Hield. I mean, Buddy going back, they get Pacers get shooting. That's great as well. He wanted out of town. He wanted out of town. Thought he was going to L.A. Got Tristan Thompson. <laughs> for, for now so who do you think tristan thompson's gonna sign with once he gets cut and here? Uh, i i think this might be the end of the road for tristan thompson to be honest with you he's he's the last piece of a trade and he's been that way for the last couple of seasons yeah now. I, I think if there's a buyout candidate he's the one yeah when you talk about a vet, veteran presence it's got to be a likable guy and i can't think of a more <laughs> unlikable <laughs> guy in the nba right yeah now yeah i mean he thompson. wore out his welcome in sacramento real <laughs> fast it didn't take long did it no real fast yeah. so i mean i think what you see in all of these trades is that the teams that have a really clear idea of what they want to do win these trades so utah won the trade because they knew what they wanted the Cavs right. won the trade because they knew what they wanted uh the clippers won the trade because yep. they have a clear idea so the teams that know what they want and certainly uh portland being with a temporary general manager with joe cronin they had to do something. They had to do something. Yeah. They knew they were, but uh, and the, you see that happen the day before the trade deadline. Always yeah. these teams that are that are uh, posing for new positions. Do you and know the, what I'm the Kangs, they know they haven't known what they're doing for 15 years. So no surprise they yeah, get lost. White, white flag. So yeah. with getting Sabonis, what do you think is going to happen to Rashawn Holmes? Is he going to stay? Or I'd is like he to go. I, he's on my list of guys I'd like Raptors? to see moved. Uh, <laughs> I I wanted them to get him in the off season, but I don't think that a center is their big need. Where I would like to see Rashawn Holmes go. I would like to see him go to Charlotte and I'd like to see them trade for PJ Washington. Who's now stuck in line behind miles bridges and he's right. not getting in front of him. And Rashawn Holmes can change that team. And uh, so Charlotte's dying for a big man. They're we dying for a big man. And Rashawn Holmes is on a great contract. He's the right, right profile. He's a, he's basically, he'll get tons of alley-oops from ball. I mean, I think he's, so that's, if we're let's like riff a little bit on trades, you'd like to see, I'd love to see Rashawn Holmes go to Charlotte. I'm going big on this one. Russell Westbrook to New York. Whoa. Ooh. Whoa. No objections here. Yeah. Really? You're happy to see him go? That's I'm not happy to see him go. Obviously, I wanted to see that situation work, but uh, we didn't get the West Westbrook we were expecting. No. So I think that that, uh, that New York has realized that whatever they did in the offseason didn't work, and they've got like three or four contracts, so I could see it being Fournier. They want to get off that deal. They want to get off Kemba Walker deal. Uh, Los Angeles would want Alec Burks because he can fit in w to what they're doing, and he's a nice piece. Uh, so I think three or four players to one, and uh, and Russ can go play under the spotlights in Madison Square Garden. I, I think there's a guy you're leaving out there. I think if we're going to give up this $90 million contract in Russell Westbrook, we want Kemba too. Oh, I included Kemba, yeah. You said Kemba. <laughs> I said Kemba. All right. I rest my case. You're, you're so that, that's the a case big prediction. That's my big, that's my big prediction. I mean, there's so much toxic energy around Los Angeles that they can't stand Pat tomorrow. And they don't have a lot of really great assets to trade, but they need to find an, an, another team that's in a terrible position too. And I think New York is that team. And they'll be like, you know what? Yeah, let's Fine. take him. Yeah. Fine. 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 What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> I feel bad for the Brody, man. Yeah. All right. That's my prediction. That's Jesse, your prediction? You. Jesse. What do I got? I got a trade involving the Chicago Bulls. Ooh. 
Okay. Uh, What do they need? We touched on it earlier. uh, There's a guy that's been hovering around the league all season about getting moved, and it's Jeremy Grant. Yeah. I'd love that deal. Yeah. And uh, it bolsters, obviously, their front court, Mm -hmm. uh, gives them agility on the wing. And I think they probably only have to give up Patrick Williams, Derek Jones Jr., maybe a pick in there. But I think that gets them over the hump and gets them out of the first and second round potentially if they stay healthy. Yeah, I think that the Chicago's got to look and see a clean lane. That there are teams in the conference in flux. I th- think that the Bucks aren't as good as they were last year without without Brooke Lopez. The Nets have turned out to be nothing. 76ers still have some some issues to clear up before sure. tomorrow. So if the Bulls can kind of pull a pull a deal like that, they'll be like maybe finals. Yeah. Yeah, so I love that deal. Sneaking in the finals. Yeah. Yeah, I love that deal. Make it happen. All right, well, I'm going to go off the obvious one, but I'm going to put a little bit of a spin on it. All oh. right. I'm going to go Ben Simmons. And Matisse Thibel for James Harden. And then they're going to pick up Joe Ingles. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have four out of the five starters, I Australian. It's the <laughs> NBA. It's not, it's, not, it's not wheelchair basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but then now, you kind of give him one up because Kyrie was born in Australia. Yeah, he's Australian. So. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, there you go. Is he, just, is he Australian? He's born he probably in does, Probably doesn't yeah. identify as either. I wouldn't either. Well, I do, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my prediction. Do you see that trade going through? You know, obviously that's that's the biggest domino to fall. And uh, we'll see. Talks have been closed. Talks have been far. I'm hands in the air. I don't know. I, I'm all for it. I'd like to see both those guys get in better A change situations. change of scenery. Playing yeah. basketball. How about that? Yeah. Both those guys playing basketball yeah. full time. I mean, those are two... Star, I'm not going to say perennial. Stars I've of the made league. that mistake before, but, stars but yeah, the stars of the league. And, and, and the, what makes the league better? Yeah, in the, right, in, the lineup. in the right environment, both of them can be great players. Yeah. James and Harden I, is just, he's gotten a bit fat again. He, <laughs> he's, he's not playing. Um, yeah, you can I tell he, he wants out. He just pouts, man. You know, and I think, you know, stories have come out this season that he was coming in because he wanted to ride the coattails to a championship and that's not happening. So now he's in his feelings. He's got to work for this it. This isn't working. So what does he do? He calls his old buddies and says, hey, hey. get me out of here. Yeah. What you doing here. this weekend? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So remains to be seen. Obviously, I don't think it's, it happens first thing in the morning. I think it's something that maybe rolls in last minute, a little later in the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, I think, I think that's going to push right to the line. But uh, we shall see. Yeah, let's let's run down the the All Star reserves right now. So in the East, we had Jimmy Buckets, Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, and Freddie All Star. Freddie All Star. Uh, and in the West, we had we were seven for seven in the West. Hot. And we did great. Uh, we had Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell. Chris Paul and Carl Anthony Towns. Solid lineup there. Any snubs? Snubs, I would say Jarrett Allen. I really Jared want Allen sticks out. That guy has been Every, playing this all defense. Everybody had Jarrett Allen. Yeah, he's been lights out for Cleveland. He's been and he's also the, been the guy that's been healthy all year. Yeah. You know, as opposed, you know, we've had a few guys in and out of the lineup, and he's been there every night just playing hella defense in like 16 and 11. Yeah. A couple of block shots a night, playing great. So, yeah. And, you know, the other two snubs we had were LaMelo potentially, but yeah. he got in. Injured reserve. Yeah. With the injured reserve. And then on the West, DeJounte Murray, who was Luke's guy. Yeah. yeah. Injured reserve. That's either and him or DeJounte Murray or Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, I feel, again, I, I feel like obviously he's going to be there in the future. Yeah. He's close. He's close. Yeah. He's going to be showcased in the Rising Stars game, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, not his time quite yet. I think well deserved for Dejounte Murray. Yeah, he's putting up great stats. Eh? Yeah. So yeah. if you had to bet one way or another, 
is this the only all-star game DeJounte ever makes? I would say yes. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say he makes three. Three? Three-time all-star. I don't know about three, but I also don't see him in San Antonio long-term. So maybe he yeah. goes to another franchise and, and takes the next I just step. think if he goes to a better team, his usage rate won't be so high. And San Antonio, he's just like, here's the ball. Make it happen. Here's the ball. Rebound it. Pass yeah. it. Shoot it. Know, steal man. it. Do he's you, doing it all. He's doing it all. That's a 6-7 point guard with... With no, he's, he's 6'3", mate. He's only small. Yeah, he's got For long arms. 6'3", averaging almost... I'm off tonight. Yeah. I apologize. 6'3", averaging almost nine rebounds a game. Yeah, he's in crazy defense, but I... I, I 6'7", with the arms. <laughs> yeah. 6'7", on stilts. There you go. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm looking forward to? What's that? The Rising Stars game this year. Ah, speak about snubs. I was just saying this before. Kaminga should have been in there. Oh, absolutely. What a ripoff. Well, let's introduce it to the people before because uh, there's right. been so, some changes. So they season. changed the format because they've done uh, rookies against softs, and that was typically a blowout because the softs had a year of game under them. And they've changed the format. So this year what they've actually done is they've gone to a four-team tournament, each team being coached by a, uh, a top 75 all-time player. Okay. So there are seven players of which there are, I think, four four softs, like two rookies, and they're also doing four players from the Ignite. So they're actually bringing four G League rookies who are too young to be in the league. This is cool. I like this. This is cool. So then they uh, they are playing uh, semifinals and finals. So there will be, the first game will be to 50, the semi, and then the winners will play a final. Um, they will play to 25 because that adds up to 75, which is... NBA 75. I don't know about the target score stuff, but uh, uh, well, sure. sure. It's for Kobe, eh? Sure. Nah. No, it's not for Kobe anymore. <laughs> no, no. Is, they change it? NBA 75. NBA yeah. 75, yeah. yeah. So 50 and 75. So the, four, the teams are coached by Rick Barry. So I'll I'll run through the first team. We'll jump into the next one. So the team Barry is Cade Cunningham of the Detroit Pistons. Dyson Daniels, who's one of the G League Ignite players. Evan Mobley from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Isaac Okoro from the Cavaliers. Alperen Sengun from the Houston Rockets, Deshaun Tate from the Houston Rockets, and Franz Wagner from the Orlando Magic. Franz. Franz. Wagner. Franz. Uh, why don't you run us through Team Isaiah? All right. We have Precious from the Toronto Raptors. Desmond Bain from the Grizzlies. He's having a great year. Oh, yeah. Sadiq Bay, Detroit Pistons. Anthony Edwards, the Timberwolves. Tyrese Halliburton from the Kings, or actually from the Pacers. Pacers now, yeah. Jaden Hardy from the Ignite and Isaiah Stewart from the Detroit Pistons. That's not a bad team. I, got, looking I, got, at that. I was going to say, I got my money on this squad for sure. <laughs> well, who's in Team Peyton? Team Peyton, LaMelo Ball from the Charlotte Hornets. Is he still a rising I star now that he's they, an all-star as well? They must, they must do a sub there because like, he can't. I mean, he, I guess he would play. He, he, he'll he's play got, both. He'll got, play got both. Got a lot of shine, yeah. yeah. Uh, your boy, Scotty Barnes. Scotty's popping. Io Dosnumu. That kid's a player. From the Bulls. Yeah. Uh, Chris Duarte, who's sort of Canadian. CanCon. Uh, Scoot Henderson from the G League Ignite, who is a baller in the G League. Got Ignite. great hair, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jaden McDaniels from the Minnesota Timberwolves, and then Davion Mitchell, who everyone seems to forget because he's in lonely Sacramento. Well, yeah, that's a, that guy's a baller. Yeah, he was, uh, what was it, G League MVP? Uh, uh, yeah. Summer League MVP. Summer League MVP. Off night. One of the best, best nickname of the rookies. Because yeah, when he defends you, you have an off night. That's right. And uh, why don't you round out Team Worthy? Team worthy is Cole Anthony from the Orlando Magic, who's having a hell of a sophomore season. Marjan Beauchamp from the G League Ignite. Joss Giddy, owner of some fantastic hair and also an Australian from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Jalen Green from the Houston Rockets. Herb Jones, man, that guy can play some defense from the New Orleans Pelicans. Like it, literally everyone says, Herb Jones, that guy plays great defense. That's, <laughs> I think that's actually his full name. 
Uh, Tyrese Maxey from the Sixers and Jalen Suggs from the Orlando Magic. That's not a bad team either. Maxey's having a great season. He's, yeah, he's playing great. So the uh, the semis will be Team Worthy versus Team Isaiah, Team Peyton versus Team Barry. So I'm looking forward to that. I th- and I think that having a competitive format, playing to a score instead of just like throwing up alley oops and playing time, I think it'll give it a, a little, little more, more structure, a little more structure a little in more a game structure. feel. Uh, yeah, I like the switch up this year. Something that kind of parallels the NHL, what they do with the splitting up divisions and yeah. such. Uh, the one thing that was weird to me and stood out that they're going to do in the middle of games two and three, they're going to have this clutch challenge. Have you, do you hear about this? No. Nah, do tell. Uh, they're basically, they're stopping the game. There's not a lot of details about it, but they're stopping the game in between and they're doing some sort of skills competition in the middle. I don't know how that's going to play out, but we'll see. My money's on uh, LaMelo. For whatever. For whatever. <laughs> for, for most turnovers. Most skills. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's interesting and a little bit exciting. I'm looking forward to this, just looking at all these names. I, I still think Team Isaiah is going to have it there. You know what I think they're, they're looking at is they recognize that the dunk contest is taking a backseat at the All-Star game. Yeah. So they got to do something. They got to do something a little bit different. And, this, and there's so much great young contest. talent in the league. When you go through this list, like why wouldn't you want to actually see these guys play a game instead of standing next to each other, chucking half court shots and, yeah. and slapping up high fives, like play a game here. Yeah, no doubt. So it'd, yeah. it'd be cool if they put some financial backing into it as well. Yeah. Start a fire that way. That'll do it. These young guys. <laughs> these young guys. <laughs> they haven't got the bag yet. See it's a mile away. And when he gets here, he rained down on you. Rain Man of the Week, Jesse, who have you got? I've been waiting all season for this dude, man. I got DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan spins away to the baseline. Pure Kobe right there on the turnaround. DeRozan gets to the spot and sinks it easily over. DeRozan so calm against the double and hits the turnaround over Harris. DeRozan for Uh, I'm going run to run you down some stats. Since February 1st, my man DeMar's been putting up 34.2 points a game, seven rebounds, six assists, shooting 53% from the field. He's he's playing at such an efficient level. His footwork is echoing, unparalleled. unparalleled. You know who are, you guys know who it reminds me of? Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> it's getting to a point now where fans are actually yelling Kobe when yeah. he's in these fadeaway jump shots. Um, in his last four games alone, uh, despite only going one and three over this stretch, DeMar put up 38 against Phoenix, 45 against Philly in a loss, 31 against Indy, which they won, 28 points versus Orla- or versus Toronto. And then just tonight, the man put up 38 again. Oh, wow. Yeah, on like 19 shots or something. Yeah, exactly. He's doing it without, obviously, Caruso, Caruso without Lon- Lonzo, so he has stepped up. But, you know, I know it's a one and th- two and four record. Uh, throughout the week, but I gotta get my I gotta get my hat off to to yeah, DeMar. He's, so. he's balling. It's it's a great choice. Isn't it amazing what a, a change of scenery can do, hey, for mm-hmm. a player? Yeah, I mean, those sweating away those couple seasons in San Antonio. We thought we thought we saw the, the working the on his craft game. though, working on his craft with a master. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Dejounte Murray's probably it's my <laughs> turn next. My turn. Oh, next. very literally, <laughs> man. And and kudos, you know, because. When they get to the All Star Game, it's nice to see these guys come together. Yeah, you know, and uh, obviously, I bet you if you asked Dejounte, 
that's a guy he looks up to immensely. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Paul, who's your Rain Man of the Week? Uh, my Rain Man of the Week, I'm going off the board. My Rain Man is a Rain Woman. Oh, shit. Ooh. I'm going with Caitlin Clark from the Iowa Hawkeyes. Are you kidding me? Caitlin Clark from the logo. Well, she has 41 points in this one. Step back. Jay, got it. Clark's a tough assignment. No. And she drains another three. That one was deep. What a hand in her face. Doesn't matter. Caitlin Clark. We told you she had a twinkle in her eye, folks. This is a logo. And then the Jordan-esque shrug boy. So there was a viral clip going around this weekend, and it was Caitlin Clark from the Iowa Hawkeyes hitting multiple threes from the logo playing against Michigan. And she logo up, threes. Logo threes. Damn. And they look just like Steph's logo threes. And she's playing playing guard. She put up 46 against Michigan. Oh, wow. And I needed to know more. So I went, I did a deep dive. <laughs> I, sp- I dove into YouTube, boys. I went deep into YouTube. And this girl is literally... Like Steph Curry with a ponytail. She has all the moves. She has the in and out. She drives in and backs up. So far this season, uh, she is average. She's had like five triple doubles at the guard spot. She's had two consecutive 30-point triple doubles. She's gone over 40 points four times. In her last four games, 36 points, 7.5 rebounds, 8.2 assists, 44% on threes, and 52% on field goals. So she's a sophomore. She's from Des Moines. So she's, she could have gone anywhere because she was that high, highly recruited, but she stayed, stayed at home. home. Not a great women's program, so their record isn't fantastic. But this, she literally, she should come out right now and get a deal with Steph and put those hospital shoes on that he wears <laughs> and take over the WNBA because just go find her. Caitlin Clark, name with a C from the Iowa Hawkeyes. I mean, just blows me away. What a player. She, she's been hitting like logo threes all season. And a reigning three first. And a reigning three first. It's our first rain woman of the season. I like it, Diddy. All right, for me, this is a team we spoke about earlier today, and the best player on it is Brandon Ingram. Brandon gets to where he wants That's to so go. Pretty. That is so pretty. Ingram trails, fires, banks. New Orleans on a roll here. They've regained the lead. And right now, that challenge is with Brandon Ingram. Someone is going to have to guard a button. And someone's got to guard Brandon Ingram. Ingram is open all along. Ingram, the pullback from the foul line. Makes the Jimmy 29 for Ingram. He's had a great week and, you know, the season hasn't gone all to plan for the Pelicans. Uh, Zion being out and still no date for return. But Brandon Ingram averaging 27.3, almost 10 assists and almost two steals. Uh, the team went 3-1. and one. It's just good to see, like, some positivity come to New Orleans. It's been a pretty rough uh, it's been so a heavy long. season. Heavy season. It's, well, it's going to be heavier when Zion <laughs> gets back. If do do you guys think he's going to come back this year? I sure hope so. No, but uh, it, it's not looking good. I mean, the, the, we're at a point where they're not even talking about him anymore. I think he's playing. I think he's eating his way out of town, and he's going to try and get out of there. I would be if I was betting. Does he ever play another game for New Orleans? I would slightly oh. lean toward no. Yeah. Whoa. Well, uh, even with CJ coming. Even with CJ Cowan. He doesn't like the town. He uh, feels estranged from the management. Again, my sources. CJ doesn't excite me on his own. I mean, it was I, you CJ know what? what I, he's not on his own. It, when there was the CJ it's, Dame show, though. That was CJ you know? and my Rain Man of the Week, no, Brandon I, Ingram. I actually like that deal, that move a lot for Brandon Ingram. It'll give him a little more space, another shooter on the floor. You know, I, I think it helps him out. But Brandon Ingram's been balling out. He's been playing great. Garfield Hurt is the buzzer. Jackson for that slam. In your face, Kevin Judge. 
1.6 seconds remaining. What else can Charles Barkley do? Why? Because of the vision of Nash. See, he catches the entire floor. No one does it better in a fast break than Steve Nash. Nash and 15 assists. They need to foul Steve Nash. That's a little hard. Robert Orr checks him into the scorer's table. He did it. Most points in the league since Kobe's 81 in 2006. 70 points for Devin Booker. Old-time Phoenix Suns. Oh, I've been excited about this, guys. Are you ready for ready for story time? Uh, Jesse, you want some popcorn? <laughs> we need to come up with some different theme music if Bucks is going to do story time. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah. Anyway, so love the Phoenix Suns. I mean, any Canadian kid who loved basketball probably has a real soft spot in their heart for the uh, the Suns, you know, from the Steve Nash era. So, yep. uh, but the Phoenix Suns probably one of the best teams never to win a title. They tried a few Crazy times. Crazy they have one. Crazy. Title. They went the, to the finals in '76, '93, and. 2021. 2021. Just last year. And maybe 22. Yeah, we'll maybe 20. I mean, I think they're set up well, but we're talking about the past now. We're not talking about uh, the present or the future. So they came into the league in 1968 with the Milwaukee Bucks. So a couple of class. Ironic. Ironic, yeah. And uh, they only made the playoffs once in their first seven seasons. But in that year, they went to the finals. For real? Yeah. So they jumped into it like 1976. They got Paul Westfall, instantly jumped into the playoffs, made a run to the finals, lost to Boston in six. If you could find the highlights, it's one of the all-time legendary triple overtime games that they lost that, that turned the series. They could have won the finals, lost a triple overtime game. Yo, I didn't know. Like, I knew Paul Westfall as a coach, but he was going to go back. If you look at the numbers, baller, I mean, he had like man. five seasons in a row over 23 points. Rest, in, rest in peace to Paul Westfall. We just yeah, lost yeah. him last, last year, yeah. but man, that guy was a baller. So, I mean, the first player that nobody knows of who was an absolute legend for them was Walter Davis out of North Carolina. You know, super smooth scoring guard, 6'6", a classic North Carolina guy. <laughs> but except for one thing we'll talk about in a minute. And then they made the playoffs eight years in a row. And that they had Larry Nance on that team. Paul Westfall was still playing for the first few years of that. And then... We talked about it a few times. There was a drug scandal. Cocaine. Oh. The 80s hit. The cocaine. 80s. The cocaine hit the team. So a bunch of players got charged. James Edwards, whom we might remember from titles in Detroit. Jay Humphreys, yeah. who stuck around the league. And, and a weird twist of Walter Davis. I couldn't find out if he was accused of doing drugs, but he actually turned turned snitch on his teammates I to avoid a, prosecution. I smell a rat. Yeah. Yeah, so he ratted his teammates out to avoid prosecution, and he stayed clean, and those guys got charged. Did he stay on the team after that? He did, yeah, amazingly <laughs> enough. I thought Anyone he, else, though? Yeah. <laughs> So the, the funny thing about that that happened is, uh, is that all that flux created an opportunity for, for new ownership. For so, change. Yep. So Jerry Colangelo brought in a new ownership group and bought them in, uh, I think it was 1986 or something, and uh, changed over. So their next great player, 10 years later, they drafted KJ. So we Kevin could do Johnson. a whole great point guard, lousy human being. <laughs> lousy politician. Lousy politician. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's been credibly accused of, uh, of sexual assault. Of a lot. Yeah. Of a lot of things. Yeah. So I talked to Sacramento, but when he came to town, 13 straight years in the playoffs. Yep. However, they coincided with the Detroit Pistons era, coincided with the Michael Jordan era. Yeah, the, the Blazers in the West. The Blazers well. in the yeah. West, yeah. the Houston Lakers. Rockets. Yeah. I mean, he might have dunked on on, uh, on Hakeem, but he never got past him in the playoffs. No doubt. Uh, so then 1992, they, uh, they they traded for Barkley. And now we had a super team. We had Barkley. We had Sed Zabalos. We had Thunderdan, Thunder Chambers. Uh, and again, finals once, lost to Michael Jordan. Couldn't get the deal done. So then, again, great team. Always in the playoffs. Great purple jerseys. 
but he Barkley got frustrated, left for Houston in 96, and they got drafted one Steve Nash in 1996. It's crazy those errors intersect. And uh, however, having said that, they uh, they ended up two years later trading Nash to Dallas because they they'd acquired James Ki- uh, Jason Kidd in a deal for Sam Cassell. Yep. Talk about having a bunch of great point guards. Oh, in no, the we talked about this on the way in. Sam Cassell. How many point guards have this franchise had? Yeah, we, we'll do go do a list after. But, yeah, so uh, that team, again, was good because at that time they drafted Sean Marion. They had guys like uh, Elliot Perry. Cliff Robinson was still balling out. And at one point they even had a Jason Kidd and Penny Hardaway backcourt. That's one for the ages. Yeah. Uh, and then after a domestic violence incident, they traded uh, Kidd to New Jersey. He's had a couple of yeah, those. He's had a couple of those. And <laughs> Stefan Maribori came back. So another amazing point guard that they had. Isn't it crazy? Just those couple of years going between Nash, Marbury, Kid, Nash. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you look at a team like Sacramento, who hasn't had a point guard in 15 <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> well, about the same time they made the playoffs <laughs> yeah. last. Yeah. And so in 2002, they drafted Amari Stoudemire. Stat. Stat. Black Jesus. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, they brought Steve Nash back in 2004. And I think this is when... They became D'Antoni's. Mike, Mike D'Antoni years. Who knew that a, a point guard who played pro in Italy would come back and revolutionize the NBA? It was seven, seven seconds, seconds or less, man. man. Yep. And that team was so fun. You know, I mean, we had, we basically, we had like Quentin Richardson jocking shots up. I mean, they had Roger Bell jocking shots up. Joe you know, Jackson one of the real for a little bit. Joe, yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe Johnson, Johnson for a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. Leandro, Leandro Barbosa, man, that, that team ran deep. Roger Bell. Um, Tim Thomas. Yeah. Uh, James Jones. Yeah. Man, that was just that was just a fun ride. You know, there was however, having said that, you know, the Spurs were in the way. Robert Ory was in the way. Robert Ory was literally in the way. <laughs> the Lakers were in the way. Nose, the yeah. Mavs were in the way. And they just never got over the hump. I mean, probably one of the better teams to never win a title. And then uh, things wound down. Amari left in twenty ten. Nash left for glory with the Lakers in oh, 2012. Glory three. The big three. <laughs> the glory. And they basically didn't make the playoffs for 10 years. Yeah. And having said that, a lot of it falls on the organization. We've talked about the ownership on and an drafting, earlier pod. They drafted terribly. Like they had a ton of high draft picks, but here are some of their top five choices. Alex Len was drafted four, I think. Uh, Dragon Bender was taken four. <laughs> Josh Jackson Is he was still in the league. No, no, no. Josh Jackson Incredible. was taken in the top five. Uh, they, having said that, they stole Devin Booker at number 13 in yep. 2015. Yep. Uh, and they, the number one pick with DeAndre Ayton that people weren't sure about, that has panned out as well. And now they're... People still aren't sure about it. Yeah. yeah. In, in management. In management, <laughs> yeah, because they're not paying them. But, uh, I mean, I'm going to give you a quick list because that's what jumped out at me. Has any team ever had more great point guards in their history? They have got CP3, they've got Chris Paul, got Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, Stephon Marbury, Paul Westfall, Kevin Johnson, Penny Hardaway... They even had Sam Cassell in there. Yeah. Sam Cassell might be the eighth or ninth best point guard in their history. Yes. Yeah, you got three three Hall of Famers right three there. Of the, the th- in terms of the all-time assists, they have three of the top four. Sam Cassell came That's over crazy. with Robert Ory, didn't he? Yeah. And Robert Ory lasted seven games before he threw a towel in Denny Ainge's face and got yeah. traded. That'll do it. Yeah, that'll do that'll it. Do it. <laughs> so, Suns memories, I've been to see him a few times. I saw game six of the 2006 Western Final when Stoudemire was injured okay. and it was in Phoenix and Steve Nash did his best to hang on and they hung on until the late in the fourth before uh, the Mavs made a run and eliminated them in six. And then I saw the guys drinking at a bar the next morning, the whole Suns team. So. <laughs> the next morning. Well, yeah, as you do. Uh, as I was right? drinking the next morning too. <laughs> One thing they have, I think, is the best mascot in all the NBA. The, gorilla. the Phoenix Gorilla. I got uh, a photo of the Gorilla one time, me and him. It was a 
he had to stop. His claim the, to fame the was sled. the sled down the, and then he broke a woman's ankle. Yeah, Ooh. so he had to stop doing it, unfortunately. But man, that was exciting. I never, I never been to Phoenix to see a game, but crazy. I, I don't know what a gorilla had to do with the Phoenix Suns, but it was damn. It fun worked, to watch. man. It, it worked. worked. Yeah. And then it randomly, worked. I saw them play Tracy McGrady and the and the Rockets in Houston. Ooh. Okay. And, uh, and they won, and it was that was a fun game. That was uh, that was the seven seconds or less versus the McGrady Rockets. Now, oh, if nice. you're gonna compare eras. Uh, to the seven second less today's era sons and the Barkley Kevin Johnson, which one do you like the best? Seven seconds or less, D'Antoni's team. Yeah, yeah. so we're, they that, were more fun. That was something else, man. That like, that like revolution is the game of basketball because before that everything was back to the basket. It was half court sets, and all of a sudden, every play was a fast break. Yeah, but they changed the game when they were playing. Uh, the Spurs, the Spurs were like a 90 points a game, slow-paced team, despite all their talent. And by the time the Spurs won that last title against the Heat, the ball was zipping around. They were playing high tempo and shooting threes. So, the, I mean, of all the teams, the one team that legitimately changed the way the NBA is played was seven seconds or less. So yeah. put them on a, yeah. put them at the top of the my Should we get into our top seven? Yeah. I think it's time. All right. At point guard, we have Steve Nash. Has to be. Automatic. So 10 seasons with him. Six All-Star games, two MVPs, MVPs, five times uh, led the league in assists, four times shot 50-40-90, Hall of Fame. That's crazy. NBA 75, he is the career leader in assists, assists per game, three-point field goal attempts, three-point field goal percentage, blah de blah de blah So 16.3 <laughs> points, 3.4 rebounds, and a career average 10.9 assists per game. What a player that guy was. He changed the game. Now, if you see Chris Paul winning a title this year, does he sneak into the contention? Mm, not there? even close. Not even close. Not even close. No. Just the no. tenure. Ten years, hey? Yeah. Between two the two different stops. stints. Yeah. Two stints, but I mean, that's that second go around, he gave everything, his heart and soul, and I mean, it, it's it's a representation of who he is as a yeah. person really came out. And when you watch Steph play, Steph credits the fact that he just took what, what Steve did and took it to another level. Every time you see a player go go drive any a point guard drive to the bucket go all the way under the bucket and come out the other side yep. that's steve nash, that's steve yeah. nash. Yeah. yeah yeah he's like is. the he's like the wayne gretzky of the nba yeah. right? going behind the net yeah. you know what i'm he saying like yeah that was his move all right at the shooting guard position we have devin booker yeah this was one of our rare rare active players mm -hmm. who earns a spot in the starting lineup well of our all time yeah it's well earned seven seasons he's a three-time all-star uh already leads in uh three-pointers put up but he's got career averages of 23 and a half a game, uh, almost four rebounds and over four and a half assists, but shooting 51% from the field. Um, body of work. This is one of those body of work things we talk about. Yeah. And he's, all, I mean, he's a guy that's on the rise. He's on the that's, rise. That's and guess only going to get better. I don't think he's going anywhere. No. Yeah. He's around to yeah. stay. Yeah. yeah. No, because yeah, no he, he needs to be in a place where he can drive those convertibles around all those vintage cars. He's <laughs> that's got. right. That's right. Yeah. No, uh, hats off. Devin Booker at two guard. All right. At small forward, we have Walter Davis. Guy was smooth out of North Carolina. 11 seasons. That guy put in work. Snitches get stitches, mate. But yeah, he... he Got him know. on this list, though. <laughs> must, must have been an awkward locker room for a little while. I'm yeah, but he's, I mean, awkward. he made, made six All-Star games. He was Rookie of the Year. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's a career leader in field goals. Field goals attempted. Yeah. Uh, Two-point field goals and uh, two-point field goals attempted as well. Yeah. Averages of 20 and a half a game. Uh, 7.2 rebounds and uh, four and a half assists per game. So, well, done. I mean, good numbers, good numbers. Uh, super smooth player. I mean, yeah. think of him like a smaller James Worthy, just kind of that smoothness in his game. Yeah. 
All right. At Power Forward, we have the Round Mound of Rebound. There Joe can, Charles Barkley. There Joke. can be no other in, the, in this position for uh, four seasons. Only and, four seasons. Yeah, uh, but four, yeah. but four All-Star games. Yep. One MVP, Hall of Fame NBA 75. Took him to the finals. Took him to the finals. You know, man, what a finals he had. What a playoff run. But averages in Phoenix at 23.4 points, 11.5 rebounds, 4.4 assists, and 1.6 steals. Still getting it done. All right, at center, we have Amari Stoudemire. Well-deserved. Yeah, I personally, uh, I want to say Amari Stoudemire and I are the exact same age. We're born uh, November 16th, 1982, both ah, of us. Crazy. Um, I was a big stat fan coming up. And then, you know, about his sixth, seventh year, probably around the time he debted for New York, I started to get a little disappointed in this guy. You know, he fell off a little bit. When he came into the league, you look at the 6'10", 6'9", 6'10", but hops out of the gym. But then you look at his rebound totals for his career. Not a particularly great defender. Yeah, and just not a lot of initiative on defense. Obviously, great offensive talent, but he put up four rebounds a game. I feel. Five I, rebounds I, a game. I mean, he was great with with uh, with Phoenix. He had a couple of injuries. He had the had the the retina issue. Correct. The guy wore the goggles. Yeah. Uh, you know, but he was there eight seasons. You know, and I think the he they revolutionized the way pick and roll was played. Him and Steve Nash. I mean, is there? I ever don't think been he a, did. I think I yeah, think Steve together. Nash did. Yeah, you know, but yeah. I mean, he was an ideal target. Poetry and motion. Poetry and motion. Yeah. You know, but I just think it's one of those guys where I think there's money left on the table. There's potential that wasn't fulfilled, and that was on him. You know, because Phoenix was developing other players. That's right. But I mean, his numbers were crazy. Five All Star games, Rookie of the Year, twenty one point four points a game over those eight years. Nine rebounds, well, eight point nine, one point three assists, one point four blocks. But definitely, I feel like over the course of your career money was left on the table but as a force and as must see tv every single night he played in phoenix you wanted to watch it that's play. right yeah no doubt just such a great team that was oh. all right coming off the bench we have kevin johnson that's weird it's weird having kj come off the bench yeah. <laughs> but that's what happens when you got all those point guards yeah yeah uh, 11 seasons so he was there for a hell of a long time uh three-time all-star only the most improving player of the, of the year uh with the suns uh he's a leader in free throws and free throw attempts Modest numbers, uh, 18 rebounds a game, three and a half assists, or sorry, three and a half rebounds and 9.1 assists per game. You know what he's on, what Hall of Fame team he's on for me? Small guy dunkers. Small oh, guy dunkers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. and he could block a shot too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for a guy that was maybe 6 1 on a good day, I mean, he, he, it wasn't just a keen man. He, he was caught body, he caught, caught, uh, he caught Ewing at once, once or twice. Like yeah. he, he, he made a list of, of big guys that he yeah. caught. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Do yourself a favor. Look that up on YouTube. Uh, I might do it tonight. <laughs> KJ, first off the bench. All right. Second off the bench, we have Connie Hawkins. The Hawk. The New Hawk, York man. playground legend. Here's a career that was cut short by a, uh, accusations of point shaving and fixing. So he was kept out of the NBA for a while, came into the NBA, came into the late because he played in the ABA. Uh, but So only five seasons, and they were not his peak. But even those five seasons, fall star game, four times, 19 points a game. 8.7 rebounds, 4.5 assists, and he was part of, uh, I think he was part of that chant, the uh, the finals team as well in 78. Mm. Hell of a player. I mean, he was he was one of those guys that came in like uh, giant hands, hence the hawk, and he was one of those guys like, uh, like, like Dr. J that changed the way the game was played. Smooth, one-handed, finger rolls, Duncan, yep. New York playground legend. Love that guy. Nice, nice. All right, Jesse, who you got as a, a player that you liked? Phoenix. I got Thunder Dan Marley. Thunder Ooh, Dan. Thunder Dan. I got a story about that. That guy had Dan. a great tan, hey? When I was a wee little lad, I uh, I went to a basketball camp. It was uh, Mel Brooks. He played for, played in the, bounced around the NBA. It wasn't a big talent. 
but uh, he came to Stevenson, British Columbia, and he held a basketball camp. And at the end of the camp, we all got to pick uh, tops cards out of a bag. And I, I reached in the bag and shuffled my hand around. And I pulled up what looked like, I thought I had one card, but I had two cards. And so immediately I dropped. But as I dropped it, I'm shit you not, it was Michael Jordan's card. <laughs> <laughs> and the card behind that was Thunder Dan. And I was all in on Thunder Dan from there on in. And uh, he was a seven, or a seven season, played seven seasons with the... Uh, with the Phoenix Suns, he was a three-time All-Star. He was kind of a jack, a jack of all trades. For yeah, you know good defensive I mean? Inside, player. outside, he was a real heart and soul of that team. Great tan, great tan, great tan. Yeah. Oh. And it only got better when he got to Miami <laughs> after. <laughs> but um, I think he he had a condition where in his trade he was like, I got to go somewhere where I can keep yeah, this tan going. Yeah, and I just remember the bulging muscles, Thunder Dan, yeah. man. That was that was it for me. Yeah. That's all I got. Who's yours, Luke? Well, I'm going to go with Tommy Chambers. There's Ooh. nothing stranger than Tommy Chambers. <laughs> anyway, but like that dunk over Mark Jackson, the first thing you think of when you... Oh, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. The flow Ele- the elevator hair man. flowing back. The elevator man, right? Yeah, I love but that just guy. a really good offensive player. Um, later in his career, he played for Phoenix, yeah. 25 points a game in his first season there. Then he got up to 27 points a game. Yeah, Just a, a great scorer. Didn't do too much else. Apart from dunk on Mark Jackson and score. If you're 6'9 and 6'10 and you can play in the post and put put up 27 points a game, why play defense? Let other people do that. Yeah, man. He had a great mullet as well. He used to like to ride horses. Especially as like when he was going high speed and the back of his mullet was flopping around. It was quite a thing to see. Business in the front, party in the back. That's the wings that got him up over Mark Jackson. The only thing missing is the footage of him driving his uh, his convertible around Phoenix with that hair flacking (laughs) around. And the shades on. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's that's who I got. What about you, Paul? Who gives you good memories? I got the Matrix, Sean Marion, because we're back to the seven seconds or less. What a unique player this guy was. Was six seven out of UNLV, huge maybe, arms. Maybe one of the first unicorns. Your first unicorns. He was like a, he was the stretch four, but he could defend one to five. One to five. And uh, you know when he, when he did it, he was putting up six hundred and sixty games in Phoenix. Let's start. So very reliable. Very you know he was the guy that was always on the floor. Eighteen point four points a game, uh, ten rebounds, two assists, one point nine steals, one point four blocks, four All Star games, two All NBA third teams. The guy was. I mean, it's crazy that the, the level, the quality of the players is such that this guy is like my personal choice and not in the top seven yeah but that's where we're getting now with these good teams can we talk about his jump shot (laughs) and the owner of the jankiest jump shot for a guy but it worked it worked it worked he shot like 35 30 shot it from his hip (laughs) (laughs) gunslinger but it worked man i love and i remember that he was super sensitive about about criticism of his jump shot well yeah it was broke it was, it, was, it was broke but like people were trying to fix it he's like it works it works it's going in don't talk about my jump shot yeah. if you go hit as many shots as me and then you can tell it's true man i mean the man can shoot but damn wasn't easy to look at yeah but yeah i mean i heard crazy stories that like his uh like he was he was jumping so high that he actually used to have to get massage on his calves at halftime because they blow up so much to keep his vertical like it was like it was crazy like i mean he and they called on the matrix because yeah like up in the air so long, right? <laughs> it was kind of awkward too, right? Like yeah. spin moves and stuff. You didn't know which way it was going yet. And then he, he got his ring in Dallas. So good for him. Yeah, yeah. good for him. Yeah, no doubt. So who you guys got for best coach I think in the we, history of the Phoenix Suns? I think we already said it. And there are a lot of candidates in this position, but I got to go with Cotton Mike, for Mike, Simmons. Yeah, you're going with Cotton? <laughs> no, Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, uh, 389 games, 253 and 136 with a 510 winning percentage. Coach of the year in 20, 2004, 2005. Um, 
inventor of the seven and seconds or less era and a really really solid dash what a duster that guy had. oh yeah yeah there's relations if you put him but next to a pringles can yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's the, the same. exact same dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you squint a little bit oh it's mike d'antoni um yeah hats off to mike d'antoni and the phoenix suns man uh this was a fun one yeah um, real fun one today and and you know they just keep getting better and better well if you're not following us on social media why not we are the rating three on Instagram and Facebook and a rating three on Twitter. Next That's our week. show. That's, That's our show. show. What do we got next week? Not much left to talk about. Well, I think we'll swing around on the trade deadline. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm, a little I'm, more all-star preview. Yeah, we got some all-star previews because the game is on the 20th, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Yeah. So we will talk about all things all-star. Yeah, our news. favorite all-star moments. I've got a couple. Yeah, I got a couple too, actually. All right, Uh, looking forward to it next week. All right, y'all. Have a great week. All right, see you guys. It's the mad punk kicking rough stuff, quick dunk, nigga back to funk up, yeah. Give a nigga room, yeah, give a nigga space, throw your hands in the air, west side's in the place, word up, I got the formula, I'm mixing up the root, take the 40 to the head, now what you gonna do? Do straight is in effect, like Keith don't sweat, don't need to break next, just to get my respect, I stay smooth, until you try to get on my rough side, what side, west side, fool try to take mine, you start to wonder, I know your name is Stevie, don't think about it fool, cause you know you can't see me, 23, the numbers on the tip of your tongue, I got ends, and you can't have none. So uh, slow your road, do strays in control. Listen, pay attention, and do what you were told as I flow. Your booty chicken runs, mine's a finger licking, blood and blood and crippin'. I hear your body calling, I call it with the banging, cause my skills are in the ballin'. Ain't the way for me, I get high up off my jumpers and my dunks, you see. So when the fans start to scream with the ooh and the ah, I like the bop, 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 bop. It's like three into the two and two into the one. Big ball of 23 and my job ain't done. I get started like the hammer, I finish like Shaquille. Well, you think you heard my best? Well, fool, look at here, look at here, no fear. Rap crystal clear, flossing in my Chevy with the will in the air. But it's a west side thing, Mike side slang. Winning battles ain't nothing but a chicken wing. I eat them one by one, yep. good clean fun. No need to bring a gun, come and get some of this lovable, huggable. My skills are so incredible. Stay like Joe to see, I don't know, it's time to go as I flow. Time to wrap this thing up. Warren G flex the cut. Make it go bump it deep bump in my speaker. My sneakers go squeaker. Damn, look at honey over there with the nice smooth features. Uh, she's on my nuts. Oh no, here she come. How's about a 68 and I owe you one? I ain't with the slipping, tripping. Forget about honey dipping. I'm too caught up with my ends to be spitting and dripping. Not Teddy, but I had to one to check up. She know you got the money stacking high. Yeah, I bet you. Do I know you from somewhere? 
boy, you look familiar. I'm the Snoop Doggy Dogg in your life, so can I hit ya later? Cause it's my time to wreck it. Say my prayer, rock the crowd to bring home to check it. Spend a little, save the rest, another show again. No complaints from the dog, cause I love them in. Mm. Got some fools trying to break me off proper like See me bouncing in my foe, yeah, I'm hopping right. No need for the noise, what you shouting about? Check my rear three remotion piece, signing a map.